Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. More than 40% of parents nationwide with children ages six months to four years will definitely not get them vaccinated against COVID-19, according to a new report released amid climbing infection rates on Long Island and across the country. Robert Brodsky reports on Newsday.com that the data from the Kaiser Family Foundation released nearly six weeks after federal regulators approved the vaccine for the nation's youngest children shows continued hesitancy toward pediatric vaccination. Dr. Matthew Harris, medical director for the Northwell Vaccine Program, said less than 300 doses of the vaccine have been distributed to date to young children at a Northwell community pod. Quote, my concern is, as we go into the fall, the likelihood of either new variants or a resurgent of the current variants is likely that we're going to see more and more kids turn positive, Harris said. So the hope and expectation is that parents will increase the vaccination to a more significant extent, though I do recognize their skepticism. Only 3.8 percent of children statewide and 2.5 percent on Long Island under the age of five have received their first shot since the FDA approved the Pfizer and Moderna pediatric vaccines on June 17th, according to state health department data. Statewide numbers are considerably different for older children, as 43 percent of those ages five to 11 have received their first shot, along with 79 percent of children between 12 and 17. Dr. Andrew Handel, a pediatric infectious uh, diseases expert at Stony Brook Children's Hospital, said he's not surprised by the numbers, even as Long Island's infection rate exceeds 10 percent. It's clear that there's a lot of hesitancy to get vaccinated, Handel said, and the sentiment that it's just not needed right now for these kids because many families feel like the children just have such a low risk of really having problems from COVID. But I'm hoping that over time we can win some of these families over and show them that the vaccines are safe and they can provide some benefits to those children. In political news, according to Vice President Kamala Harris' uh, schedule, she is due to attend a fundraiser at an undisclosed location in Watermill this evening. Earlier today, Vice President Harris will be heading to Brooklyn for finance talks, along with Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marsha L. Fudge. They will meet with community leaders and discuss the Biden administration's investments in underserved communities, financial institutions, and small businesses. Harris and Fudge are scheduled to give remarks in the afternoon. Then Harris will travel to Watermill for a finance event this evening. Kitty Merrill reports on 27 East. Oh, this is a different uh, note, I think. Oh, no, this is along the same uh, story. Kitty Merrill reports on 27East.com that Southampton Town Police distributed a press release yesterday alerting motorists to potential road closures on Sunrise Highway and County Road 39 during the afternoon uh, today, not disclosing why Southampton Town 
Supervisor Jay Schneiderman, who also would not disclose who the visiting dignitary was beyond saying it was not. President Biden said we're providing security and at the same time we're not permitted to talk about it for national security reasons. He said efforts were underway to work out the dignitary's arrival with minimal disturbance. And now we know that dignitary is Vice President Harris. The website for the Federal Aviation Administration's website lists flight restrictions for VIP movement at Gabreski today from 9.15 p.m. until after midnight on Friday. Meanwhile, up island, Governor Kathy Hochul's controversial plan to overhaul uh, Penn Station and the surrounding area took a key step forward yesterday, getting approval for its state and uh, city financing arrangement. Zach Williams reports in the New York Post that the unanimous vote from the three-member Public Authorities Control Board moves the proposal forward despite lingering questions about how the plan is being financed and who's footing the bill. Quote, today's vote is not the final say on this massive undertaking. Future review and votes will be required both by the PACB and the MTA Capital Program Review Board. Uh, that's from Senator Leroy Comrie, who represents the state Senate on the panel. Following the vote, uh, the three voting members of the panel are appointed by Hochul, State Senator Majority Leader uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, and Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty. They are still... There are still additional approvals that will have to go before the PACB for rebuilding the aging transit hub among the busiest in the world at a later date, meaning Wednesday's vote is not a final approval for the massive project. And finally, Long Island home prices continued to set records in the second quarter, but a decline in sales showed signs that rising mortgage rates began to weigh on the market. Jonathan LaMancha reports on Newsday.com that the median Sale price in the second quarter was a record $605,000, or 9% higher than in the same period last year, according to new data released today by real estate brokerage Douglas Elliman and appraisal firm Miller Samuel. That figure excludes sales in the Hamptons and on the North Fork, which the firms uh, report separately. The number of closed sales in the second quarter was 7000 127, or 7.4% fewer than during the three-month stretch in 2021. Meanwhile, the number of homes for sale rose by 2.4% to 6,919 by the end of the period compared with a year earlier. In the Hamptons, the median sale price rose 13.9% to a record $1.6 million. And on the North Fork, the median hit a record $905,000, or 14 6% higher than a year ago. The number of transactions dropped 34.7% in the Hamptons and 10.3% on the North Fork. Across Long Island, uh, buyers' options significantly improved in the second quarter. The supply of listings, excluding the East End, increased in the quarter by 74.2%, rising from just 3,972 homes at the end of March. That's the largest percentage increase in that time in a decade, according to Jonathan Miller, CEO of Miller Samuel. In the past 10 years, the average increase from the end of the first quarter to the second has been about 14%. So the change isn't explained by usual seasonal trends. Miller said the market's pivoting. The slowdown, as illustrated by the rise in inventory, is noticeable, significant. It's more than a seasonal uptick, and we're also seeing sales start to fall. Of course, it's all relative, and the recent increase in houses on the market hasn't erased 
Long Island shortage of homes for sale inventory at the end of June. 6,919 listings is roughly half of what it has averaged at that time of the year for the past decade at uh, nearly 13,000. Reading the weather in Carl Place this morning in honor of our first guest, celebrity culinary chief of the Long Island scene, Tom Shaudel, looking like scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly after 5 p.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 89 degrees. South wind 6 to 11 miles per hour tonight. Scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 8. Partly cloudy with a low around 74 degrees. West wind calm 3 to 8 miles per hour right now. It's 75 degrees. Getting the music uh, from all decades and uh, genres started actually with a speech by Amelia Earhart on um, the future of women in flying from quite a long while ago. Uh, in honor of yesterday when the statue of Amelia, the pioneering aviator who became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic, was un- unveiled at the National Statuary Hall inside the U.S. Capitol. Uh, in, uh, and I want to just give a shout out to WLIWFM listener Michael Poor for giving us a nudge on this morning's playlist. We've got all flight and plane tracks and I went with the Greenbrier Boys version of Amelia Earhart's Last Flight uh, with a little note, folks, that uh, I did not know that they had possibly found Amelia Earhart's plane in Nuku Maroro Lagoon and um, uh, bones that are um, said to pr- probably be hers, um, as reported by the journal Forensic Anthropology, um, found in 1940 on Niku Maroro, uh, known as Gardner Island, off the coast of California. Very sad. I'm Jana Volpe. This is Amelia Earhart, uh, playing song on deck with True Story of Amelia Earhart before the Green Briar Boys. Tom Shaudel uh, should be joining us for the Thoughtful Thursday segment at the bottom of the hour. And you, whoever you are out there, You're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Obviously, research regarding technological unemployment is as vital today as further refinement or production of labor-saving and comfort-giving devices. Among all the marvels of modern invention, that with which I am most concerned is, of course, air transportation. Flying is perhaps the most dramatic of recent scientific attainments. In the brief span of 30-odd years, the world has seen an inventor's dream, first materialized by the Wright brothers at Kitty Hawk, become an everyday actuality. Perhaps I'm prejudiced, but to me it seems that no other phase of modern progress contrives to maintain such a brimming measure of romance and beauty coupled with utility as does aviation. Within itself, this industry embraces many of those scientific accomplishments which yesterday seemed fantastic impossibilities. The pilot winging his way above the earth at 200 miles an hour talks by radio telephone to ground stations or to other planes in the air. In thick weather, he is guided by radio beam and receives detailed reports of conditions ahead 
gleaned through special instruments and new methods of meteorological calculations. He sits behind engines, the reliability of which, measured by yardsticks of the past, is all but unbelievable. I myself still fly a WASP motor, which has carried me over the North Atlantic, part of the Pacific, to and from Mexico City, and many times across this continent. Aviation, this young modern giant, exemplifies the possible relationship of women and the creations of science. Although women as yet have not taken full advantage of its use and benefits, air travel is as available to them as to men. Take it or you leave it, but I'm telling anyhow. There's a story you should know. Amelia was a hero in all of your hearts, and that's all they want you to know. She landed in the headlines on the first day of July when Electra hit the ocean bed. And flying 1,500 miles from her allotted course was not what all the newsstands said. She left with Captain Noonan, her navigating force, from New Guinea to the Howland Isles. In 30 minutes, fuel left, no landfall came to cry. And all of us believe them for a while. Oh, Amelia, it's true. You're the lady of the air. This I'm not disputing anyhow. But if what Mr. Gomez said is only half the truth, then we are. Thirty days, the Lexington and others searched the sea before pronouncing Earhart lost. Going smoothly, and the senators relaxed. Amelia and Noonan paid the cost. Then a CBS man gunner was confused by all the facts. He said, There's someone telling lies. Amelia's plane was not the one they detailed in the news. The fuel tanks alone. Salas, one of many, he had no call to lie. He was working in the harbor that day 
And Saipan was a wartime stronghold of the Japanese. And Heizu saw the flyers led away. So who's to point the finger more? So who's to say what's right? Me, I just wanted you to hear how brave Amelia Earhart, first lady of the air, Frederick Newman ended their careers. Oh, Amelia, it's true, you're the lady of the air. This I'm not disputing anyhow. But if what Mr. Garner said is only half the truth,
Definitely adding a visit to Statuary Hall for my next trip to D.C. Here's some brand new music. This is a band called Flight, Crossing Muddy Waters from the next Wednesday record. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Flight, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLI, WFM, NPR Radio.
Keeping the strong songstress, uh, I don't know, I'm looking for an S word, uh, moving along here, I got uh, Nora Jones and Joni Mitchell on deck with One Flight Down and this flight tonight. I'm Gianna Volpe and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome and you're listening to The Heart of the East End, the morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life. All because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
lights down there, that's where we'll land. I saw falling starburn up above the Las Vegas sands. It wasn't the one that you gave to me that night down south between the trailers. Not the early one that you can wish upon. Not the northern one that guided in the sailors. Oh, star bright, star bright, you got the loving that I like. All right, turn this crazy bird around. I shouldn't have gone on this flight tonight. You brought the touch so gentle and sweet, but. You got that look so critical now. I can't talk to you, baby. I get so weak. Sometimes I think love is just mythical. Up there's the heavens, down there's the town. Blackness everywhere and little lights shine. Oh, blackness, blackness, dragging me down. Come on, light the candle in this cool heart of mine. Oh, star bright, star bright, you got the love that I like. All right. Champagne got the headphones up high. Can't numb you out, can't drum you out of my mind. They're playing. Up go the flaps, down go the wheels. I hope you got your heat turned on, baby. I hope they finally fixed your automobile. Hope it's better when we meet again, baby. Trying to get in touch with Tom for our segment and putting out some smoke signals for some pinch hitters for the Thoughtful Thursday segment. Underwritten by Green Hill Kitchen on WLIWFM. I picked a pilot for the pinch hitter uh, just because, you know, we've got flight tracks all morning long. Hmm, you know what? I think I'm going to give you a little squirrel nut zippers. Al Hurt and Count Basie, uh, just because Al Hurt is the version of the flight of the bumblebee that I remember best. Uh, first squirrel nut zippers, flight of the pants, uh, passing fancy, ahead of Count Basie's flight of the foo birds. We'll go flightless with 21 pilots and iron and wine for Isle of Flightless Birds and Flightless Bird American Mouth. Um, but first squirrel nut zippers from the hot record of 1997. I'm Jenna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
A weird, wonderful, um, all-music edition of The Heart this morning so far. Feeling flightless without our friends on the phone, but that's all right. We've got uh, Isle of Flightless Birds. This is 21 Pilots. Next, Iron and Wine's Flightless Bird, American Mouth on WLIWFM.
Seven minutes before the NPR news break and the local news update. How about a little iron and wine? This is from the Shepherd's Dog record of 2007, Flightless Bird, American Mouth, and the Heart of the East End.
Extra tunes through this morning's Thoughtful Thursday segment brought to you by Green Hill Kitchen. Just letting you guys know, Autowind will be performing there this Friday night. Cold Shot on Saturday. Doors at 7. You can learn more at GreenHillNY.com. I'm Gianna Volpe leading you into the NPR news break with First Flight by the Mighty Sparrow Mango Vert, which I think means green mango. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, a band I'd never heard before putting pl- this playlist together uh, for you, leading you out of the NPR news break and the local news update. Houseplant, Flight Wheel from the fi- the Psychedelic Ficus EP. Say that one five times fast. Our next guest 
is going to be former Special Operations Soldier Michael Ziggy Ziegler, who's going to be talking about the screening of Tom Hanks' Captain Phillips tomorrow night at the Southampton Arts Center with a note that the WLIWFM hosts will be there on Saturday between 5 and 7 for the opening reception of Figures Transformed. If you'd like to come say hello, uh, remember that vaccination or a negative COVID test will be required for entry. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is the Mighty Sparrow. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM, continuing to follow up on the story about the recent attack on Congressman Lee Zeldin. The New York Post editorial board has published a response to a New York Times story we read in part on air yesterday at this time. The Times headline read, How did a man accused of attacking Lee Zeldin go free without bail? The New York Post editorial states, Quote, leave it to the New York Times to spread a conspiracy theory that the release of Lee Zeldin's attacker on no bail was a ploy to boost the candidate's anti-crime message, even resorting to a Trumpian, some people are saying frame, to push it since the paper's own reporters found nothing to back it up. End quote. The decision was seen by some Democrats as a ploy to fuel Zeldin's anti-crime campaign as he runs for governor, the New York Times Subhead suggested the New York Post editors continue some Democrats. The story cites just two Assemblyman Dimon, uh, Desmond Meeks of Rochester was surprised. Monroe County District Attorney Sandra Dorley filed only a charge of second degree attempted assault, which isn't bail eligible, giving her reputation as aggressive. That was definitely a political ploy, Meeks had asserted. You have to read down well past 
all the ludicrous suggestions of a plot to bolster Zeldin's message to see the paragraphs debunking the idea. No evidence has emerged to back the theory, the New York Times admits. The New York Post reports that Dorley had nothing to do with filing the charges and neither did that sheriff, rather an investigator, who never talked to the sheriff or Dorley before determining the charges and didn't even know who Zeldin was, made the call. Plus, several defense attorneys and prosecutors say the charge was reasonable. Oh, and Dorley distanced herself from Zeldin's campaign back in April and is now recusing herself from this case, according to the New York Post. Speaking of campaign stops, Vice President Kamala Harris is scheduled to attend a fundraiser in Watermill this evening. Kitty Merrill reports on 27East.com that Southampton Town Police distributed a press release yesterday alerting motorists to potential road closures on Sunrise Highway and County Road 39 during the afternoon of Thursday, July 28th. Gee, that's today. Southampton Town Supervisor Jay Schneiderman said, we're providing security and at the same time we're not permitted to talk about it for national security reasons. He said efforts were underway to work out the dignitary's arrival with minimal disturbance. The website for the FAA website lists flight restrictions for VIP movement at Kabreski uh, for tonight from 9.15 p.m. until after midnight. Once again, Vice President Kamala Harris expected in Watermill late this afternoon and evening to attend a finance event. And finally, Long Island's current housing shortage led to a record percentage of sales to go above the seller's asking price in the second quarter of 2022. Among all sales on Long Island, excluding the East End, 59.2% sold for higher than the list price, which can be a sign there was a bidding war among buyers. In the second quarter of 2021, 45.8% of houses sold for above asking price. Lynn Deeg, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker American Homes in Ronkonkoma, said she's noticed an uptick in inquiries from sellers compared with a few months ago and recently took on four listings. The number of listings has climbed on the east end as well. Listings rose 73 percent from the end of the first quarter to the second on the North Fork and 33.5 percent on the South Fork. More homes typically hit the market toward the end of the summer. On the East End, according to Todd uh, Borgard, Bug Douglas Elliman's senior executive regional manager of sales for the Hamptons, even as more ha- uh, homes come to market, appraiser Jonathan Miller, the CEO of Miller Samuel, uh, expects prices to plateau or rise more slowly rather than drop. The pandemic era bidding wars, which have been historically tied to low, uh, excuse me, tied to historically low interest rates. That's a different sentence. We're never built to last, he said. That's not a sustainable condition, Miller said in many ways. The spike in mortgage rates and the slowdown that it's causing is probably better for the housing market in the long run. Reading the weather here in Southampton in honor of our next guest, former Special Operations Soldier Michael Ziggy Ziegler, to talk about the screening of Captain Phillips tomorrow night at SEC. A note that us WLIWFM hosts will be at SAC on Saturday between 5 and 7 p.m. for the opening reception of Figures Transformed. If you'd like to come say hello, uh, noting that vaccination or a negative COVID test will be required for entry. Let's check out the weather, my friends. Mm-hmm. 
looking like scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 11 today. So that is almost over. Partly sunny with a steady temperature around 78 degrees. South wind 10 to 13 miles per hour. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2. Partly cloudy with a low around 72 southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming west after midnight. It does not look like rain. Oh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'd be surprised if anything came down before 11 right now. It's 77 degrees. I'm Gianna Volpe playing one I'd never heard before. This is House Plants Flight Wheel from the Psychedelic Ficus EP of 2017. Uh, Eddie Cochran on deck after that with 20 Flight Rock. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Heard on the 88.3 section of your FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk. Of course, we are streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. i 
Tom Shaudel fans will be happy to hear that we've rescheduled our chat for, although it is a bit away, that's okay, uh, August 25th at 9.25. We'll have him on next week. We've got another Tom, Tom Clavin, Clavin, Tom Clavin, the one and only, joining us for the Thoughtful Thursday segment. Right now, Eddie Cochran, 20 Flight Rock on WLIWFM's The Heart of the East End. But she lives on the 20th floor of town The elevators are broken down So I walk one, two, five, three, five, four Five, six, seven, five, eight, five, more Up on the 12th, I'm suddenly dragged Into the floor, I'm ready to slap Get to the top, I'm too tired to rock Well, she called me up on the telephone Said, come on over, honey, I'm all alone I said, baby, you're mighty sweet But I'm in bed with aching feet This went on for a couple of days Stay away, so I walk one, four, five, four, five, four, five, six, seven, five, eight, five, four. I'm on the cliff, I'm starting to drag. Fifteen to four, I'm ready to sag. Get to the top, I'm too tired to run. It's a fix, I'm using the stairs Hope for her up for some rain I want my baby too much to wait All this climbing is getting me down I find my corpse draped over a rail But I climb one, two, five, three, five, four Five, six, seven, five, eight, five more Up on the cliff, I'm starting to drag Fifteen to four, I'm ready to sag Get to the top, I'm too tired to rock I am never too tired to rock I got a little, uh flight test for you from Dumbo before we play our red eye flight tracks what are the odds that uh, two tracks by two different singers named Jaden that spell their name in two different ways could have a red eye flight track probably a bit more since musicians are often on the go I'm Jenna Volpe. This is Jim Carmichael, the Hall Johnson Choir, and Cliff Edwards. Jaden Secor. And Jaden Kamstra on deck. <laughs> Mike Ryan after that with Red Eye Flight, and then a band called Red Eye Flight. I think I'll play the Making Margarita Cry track from the Reposado record. You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. It won't pass in misery 
songs unsung. Only leave some songs unsung.
Directed by Paul Greengrass, the Tom Hanks film Captain Phillips tells the true story of Captain Richard Phillips and the 2009 hijacking by Somali pirates of the U.S. flagged MV Maersk, Alabama, the first American cargo ship to be hijacked in 200 years. Prior to the film tomorrow night at uh, Southampton Arts Center, there will be a panel discussion with Captain Richard Phillips and special guests. I'm guessing that includes our next guest, a former special operations soldier, Michael Ziggy Ziegler, who uh, are you going to be part of the panel discussion tomorrow, Ziggy? Good morning. How are you? How are you today? Very well. Very grateful to have you on the line with us. Are you going to be part of the panel discussion at Southampton Arts Center tomorrow? Uh, yes, ma'am. I um, I will be on there with um, a, um, a friend of mine, um, Rob and Captain Phillips. Both we will be discussing the movie and taking some questions and discussing uh, different. Uh, um, scenarios from the movie uh, versus real life scenarios and we're also going to be talking about uh, you know veteran services and what we can do to help the veterans uh, with uh, different programs that uh, different folks offer and also of course a big huge shout out to the Southampton Arts Center and our good friend Kara Ross right, and the right. Southampton Arts Center's team um, this is phenomenal so I just want to thank all of them too. You know what? I want to join you in that, and I'm very excited. Just a couple days after you're going to be there, the whole WLIWFM staff will be there as well for the uh, opening reception of their next uh, exhibit, Figures Transformed. Uh, so it's it's a fantastic place. I never have uh, enough nice things to say about Southampton Arts Center and their people now, this is a, a fascinating story uh, that I didn't know much about until I was researching ahead of our discussion. Um, 2009, it seems that uh, they had done a drill just the day before uh, for pirates between 15 and 18, um, you know, boarded the Maersk, Alabama. Uh, now, I'm curious, first of all, about your involvement. Were you part of the team that ultimately helped out several days later in order to uh, no. go ahead. No, ma'am. And I, I wanted to clarify real quick. Um, I do a lot of work with the, with the teams and special, special operations. I was never in special operations myself. So okay. I just want to clarify that. Thank <laughs> um, you. But I, I was, I have a lot of dear, dear close brothers that were part of that. And I wanted to um, make sure that, uh, um, they all know, you know, it's a it was a crazy operation, and they'll hear about it. Um, you know, again, Captain Phillips will tell you that it's crazy that the only country in the world that they would send somebody halfway across the world just to save one guy. Right. And now, um, I got to start. Is, I got to start by all, by getting Captain Phillips is. I'm sorry. I just wanted to start by yeah. getting your getting your title and and learning a bit more about you, just because yeah. I, I pulled that from the. Sure. The website, so I want to make sure that everything's accurate. Sure, I most certainly will. Um, so um, I'm Michael Ziggy Ziegler. I've been involved in special operations community since 2010. Um, I have worked with uh, uh, Navy SEALs, combat controllers, uh, PJs, uh, uh, special forces, uh, Army, 
Um, and also, uh, I do a lot of work with the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, who I, I think is just an amazing organization. Um, and I am a professional golfer, a professional musician, a professional fundraiser, <laughs> um, and um, um, just a just a patriot who loves the country. And uh, um, not many people know this, but in 2014, um, all the guys got together, uh, I should say. And they got together and they got approvals from several of the powers that be. And they made me one of three Americans who's an actual honorary Navy SEAL. So I do have the right to, um, you know, give coins or tridents and everything what? else on it. So uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind so, of my story. So, so. So, you, so, you did, so you didn't serve with a branch of the military, but because of your... I did not. So that, but this is really cool. So can you talk about becoming an honorary seal and one of three who are the sure. other two tell me that story yeah, at the time so um admiral um well my good friends um a, a few of the guys got together they they saw some characteristics some traits that they don't see in folks and you know um they decided let's do something really special for him because he's earned it they said we would like to make Ziggy and I seal, and I didn't know about it, of course. And um, actually, the one who who pinned it on me was Captain Randy Morgan, um, and Tom Dietz, Commander Tom Dietz, retired Commander Tom Dietz. He was the CEO of SEAL Team Five. He was a big um, instrument in getting this passed, also. And uh, that's kind of it's just brings a lot of responsibility and you know, and a lot of trust and oh, sure. um, a lot of, uh, yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and so is this story, you know, I, I wanted to give a tip of the hat to chief engineer, Mike Perry, when I'm reading, uh, how everything unfolded and, you know, you find out that, uh, you know, I think even before the pirates boarded the ship, they put, uh, the, a lot of the crew in a secure room and uh, I think restricted the uh, the functionality of the boat so that when the, the pirates boarded, they weren't able to uh, move, move the ship. They ultimately, uh, they ultimately, well, the, the chief engineer ends up getting the, uh, the head of the pirates, right? And so there's like a, a captive situation and they they trade him, and then the the pirates surprise surprise don't hold up their end of the deal. They end up taking uh, Captain Phillips hostage for several days. Can you talk a little bit just about the story? Uh, what 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 do you know? Sure. Well, oh, um, and and again, we'll hear we'll hear. This is a Tyson, everybody, to come out and see Captain Phillips. And yes, and, please. And Southampton Art Center. That's right. So, you know, it. When Cap when when Cap was on on the uh, life on the lifeboat, um, he'll tell you that they started a fight with each other constantly. Um, when they took him aboard the lifeboat, he thought when he got taken aboard the lifeboat, He's dead. he wasn't going to make it back. Right. That's something I really want <laughs> to. That right. makes it even more special. He didn't think he was ever going to going to make it back. Right. Um, you know, if he was, they're going to take off to Somalia, and he would just be another statistic mm -hmm. and um, um so it was really special for him 
to be able to re- be reunited with everybody. And when they grabbed him and said, Captain Phillips, you are safe. Um, we're going to take you home. And that he said it all hit him. Uh, it's a really amazing story. Yeah. Um, and Rich is Rich Phillips. Captain Phillips is one of the greatest Americans you'll ever meet. And he you can has, meet him. Uh, helped so many different charities. You can meet him at the Southampton he Art helps. Center. Yeah, he's such a good guy, and I love you'll love his thick New England accent. It is the best part of it. And uh, and Tom Hanks did a wonderful job. Um, you know, getting this done. Um, wonderful job doing, you know, getting all his mannerisms, right. all of his verbiages. It's so cool. Not at all surprised. And, um, yeah, you know, Tom Hanks, a good story. Tom Hanks spent time with Captain Phillips going over the movie. He said, Captain Phillips, I'm going to do some things you did in the movie, and I'm going to do some things that might not have happened, but they're close. He said, but if you do anything, at all that uh, that you don't like, please tell me, and I won't do it. So there was a lot of respect there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, his character, Absolutely. his character acting is is really uh, so unbelievable. I I, I can't believe yeah. that it was four days that they had Captain Phillips in in custody, uh, as you could you could say, before uh, Navy SEAL yep, sniper, snipers. Um, were able to kill three of three of the pirates and rescue Captain Phillips. Um, very excited about this. So it's tomorrow night. Do you know when when the film yes. starts? And what, uh, I know that the, there's going to be uh, the panel discussion before the movie even begins. Yeah, um, I believe it's seven p.m. Um, my uh, fiance Jennifer and I are actually flying from. Uh, Aspen, Colorado, and uh, we're headed to uh, New York tonight. <laughs> we well, so, safe, safe flight. Safe flight. You know, it's funny because I've been I've been doing uh, flight songs all morning uh, in honor of the Amelia Earhart uh, statue that was unveiled in D.C. yesterday, um, and I was like, yeah. well, geez, kind of a missed opportunity because we're talking about ships this morning but now it all makes sense so gates open for this film and panel at seven the film will start at dusk um, but we're very excited for you and your fiance to get here and yeah, uh and of course to and me- i want to give thanks oh, out please real, do. real quick i want to give um thanks out to people here um i want to thank the whole sac team i want to thank tom dunn joe diamond Bree sandler and of course, Kara Ross and my friend, my new good friend Rachel, who um, just worked her tail off on this. Yes, she she and always does. I know Jerry Kaufman has helped out too, and uh, I just want to thank everybody. And of course, Captain Phillips and uh, Rod Manita Beta, who's going to be there also. So. And you, Mr. Ziegler. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm Gianna Volpe. It's my pleasure. Can't wait. I can't wait to see everybody and you know, kind of be able to. Compare the movie to real life, you know, real life occurrences and um, that happened on the on that operation. And um, I just uh, looking forward to it. You know, everybody loves to support veterans, and uh, 
that just shows how great of a country that we actually are. Before I let you go, your favorite um, support organization for vets? Uh, as far as charities, I don't have one specific charity because they're all good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it just depends what you're looking for. I mean, um, to me, anybody who can help somebody, um, you know, uh, I've done work with uh, Veteran Services USA, Special Operations Warrior Foundation, Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation, Project OVAT, um, the Axelson Foundation, and our organization is called Rockin' with the Seals. Um, we help organize events all over the country, and we've raised over $10 million for um, organizations, and uh, they're all great. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> we'll give we'll give a Fantastic. tip of the hat um, to uh, Ron. Yeah, Sele- UDT Steel Association. I'm 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 big with them. They do a Steel Veterans Foundation. They do a lot of good things. There's so many good charities. There are. We'll give a tip of the hat to Ron Zaleski, who was on with us uh, just this past week from the Long Walk Home, and to you, Michael Ziegler, uh, coming to SAC tomorrow night. Doors at seven. I'm Gianna Volpe, and this was the hot. Sights and Sounds segment underwritten by William. Oh, wait, it's Thursday. Yes, William Riss Gallery. Uh, moving ahead to Mike Ryan's Red Eye Flight from the Bad Reputation record, then the band Red Eye Flight with Making Margarita Cry from the Reposado record. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLI, WFM, NPR Radio.
Somewhere down in Mexico where days had somehow turned to weeks. Caught a pair of deep brown eyes, Madre de Dios, to my surprise. She whispered, Senor, come be with me. Then this lovely Senorita said her name was Margarita. Her cotton dress was shining clean and white. Told me she would be my friend and took me to her hacienda. I don't recall what all went down that night. She captured my heart with her sultry charms. Had they drinking reposados, she would feel her avocado and sunset. I'd fall into her arms. Then one day I realized this new hair should be my bride. I dropped down on my knees and pled my case. Took a run at La Frontera, there we made a little error. And that's the last time that I saw her face. Well, I spent six weeks in a Tijuana jail. To this day, I don't know why.
How dare you? How dare you make Margarita cry? That's all I gotta say. 15 minutes before the NPR news break and the end of this edition of The Heart, I want to thank our guest Michael Ziegler and our underwriters at Green Hill Kitchen and William Riss Gallery for this morning's program. I'm hopping over Mike Park's London is only a short flight away from the Beans and Toast record of 2011. You can find the secret track on the Heart of the East End program page on WLIW.org slash radio if you want to hear it. Hopping over instead to a song I love. It's the Rose Garden's Next Plane to London. The title track, or no, it's the uh, self-titled record from 1968. Peter, Paul, and Mary's version of Leave It on a Jet Plane, followed by Angus and Julia Stone's Big Jet Plane. I've got MIA's Paper Planes, and then leading you into the NPR news break uh, with Plane in Flames, a, a 2006 record from Middle Distance Runner with the track. Naturally, I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of The Heart, here on Long Island's only local radio station, WLIWFM, and you, whoever you are out there, you are A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Awesome, awesome, awesome are we all. Here on Long Island's only NPR radio station. The next flight to London will be boarding in five minutes. Next plane to London, leaving on runway number five. Next plane to London, and I'm missing him. That baby. I was 
All my bags are packed, I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn. Taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome, I could cry. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't So many times I've let you down, so many times I've played around, I tell you now they don't mean a thing, every place I go I think of you, every song I sing, I sing for you, when I come back I'll wear your wedding ring, so Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. I'm a leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. Now the time has come to leave you one more time. Let me kiss you, then close your eyes. I'll be on my way. Dream about the days to come when I won't have to leave alone. About the time I won't have to say. Kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you.
Just giving you a taste of paper planes, just because we've only got four minutes. And I would love to play this track for you. Middle Distance Runner, this is naturally from the Plane in Flames record. Hoping it has the opposite effect and everyone has a very safe and happy flight today. I'm Gianna Volpe, this is Middle Distance Runner, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM.
Something that I find comes to me naturally, but sometimes loving is all I can do to keep myself together through the week. Loving is not something that I find comes to me naturally, but sometimes loving is all I can do to keep myself together through the week. 